Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown, the bisexual specialist, and my main mission in life is to help my bisexual family create the life they desire and deserve and construct authentic and affirming faith if they want. But listen, this podcast is for the entire queer community. So you are welcome here, my friend, I promise. On Mondays, it's Bi Talks, where I answer questions and talk about all things related to bisexuality. On Wednesdays, it's Table Talks. This is where I either do a solo episode or invite wonderful guests into the podcast to talk about all things related to the queer community, especially as it deals with Christianity. And then on Fridays, it's Bible Talks, where it's just me sharing some devotion and application from Scripture. So, I invite you to grab that coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome to Bible Talks this week, where we are continuing our walk through the book of Acts. Um, I just want to tell you, this is one of my favorite books. I love this book. I love the historicity of this book. I love the application in this book. And I love sometimes the things that we don't fully understand. Um because they make us think and they challenge our perceptions. And I think that today's text is one that um, could be quite interesting. It comes from Acts chapter 5, and it's verses 1 through 11. And I'm not going to read all of that, but I do invite you and do encourage you to take out your Bible as soon as you can and read Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. What you're going to find there is a story of Ananias and Sapphira. And this is a husband and wife. Let me just remind you of context, because as Keith always says, Keith always preaches, Keith always teaches, context, context, context. So in this book, what we've seen is that the disciples, Peter and John, uh, been preaching. They were arrested by the Sanhedrin. They were warned. They were let go. Um, they were encouraged by the the people gathered around to continue their their message. They were prayed for, and and there was power in that. And they began to continue to to share this message, and the impact was mighty. People were touched. Um, people were brought into a relationship anew with Jesus. Um, or perhaps for the first time in a relationship with Jesus. And you remember that contextually, they, part of this small group, began to actually sell their property and take the proceeds and bring them together and share, and that everyone's needs were taken care of. And it was a beautiful example of Christian love and compassion and care. 
something we could all, I think, learn from. Not saying that we all have to join a commune, although if that's your calling, that's fine. But um, at least we need to have a heart for other people, and we need to be sure that we help take care of their needs as best we can. And to be honest, there are times that we can't do much, but maybe we can only pray, or maybe we can only be there for them as a word of encouragement or just spending time with them. Maybe we don't have the financial resources, and that's okay. It's all about generosity of who you are and what you can. Um, and as long as you do that, then then you're all good, which brings us to an interesting situation here. Because what has happened is there is this excitement and this boldness that people have had to sell their stuff and bring it and lay it at the disciples' feet so it can be distributed among all the people. Um, and, but anytime that you have human beings and anything it's going to get distorted. It's going to get complicated and it's going to get a little confusing. And dare I say, oftentimes selfish. But this story is interesting in a couple of ways because what happens is Ananias and Sapphira, a married couple, sell some property and they are expected or they expect themselves or the promise is that they will bring all the proceeds from that sale, lay it at the disciples' feet, and then the money will be distributed uh, properly among those who have need. Um, but here's the tricky part. They didn't do that. Ananias, and I think with his not with the knowledge of Sapphira, decided that they were going to keep some back for themselves. And so when they went before the the disciples and, and laid it down, God was not fooled. And God spoke through the the disciples and said, hey, you've cheated here. You've you've kept a portion back, you know, and all of a sudden, because of that, Ananias is struck dead. It says in the scripture by the hand of God, it sounds like a pretty serious thing, doesn't it? Um, just because he didn't give everything, um, God struck him dead. Wow, that's pretty crazy, right? So then the servants come in and they take his body and they take him away to bury him. And then a little bit later, Sapphira comes in and, and they give her the chance. And, you know, she doesn't do anything differently. And all of a sudden, what happens? Boom, she's dropped dead by God too. And you and and then she's carried out. You know, it's so it's it's a in some ways, it's a very alarming story because these people were, I mean, it wasn't like they were completely bad. For instance, they brought probably the most, most of what they had from the sale, they brought most of it to the disciples, probably. So their spirit wasn't exactly completely bad. And yet, because they did this, the text tells us, that they were struck dead. Now, if this is, you know, I, you can argue historically, and people do, whether this is literally something that happened, or if this was a metaphor for an idea or whatever, and you can debate all that all you want. But as you, as I look at this text, there's a couple of things that I think at a minimum that we can learn from it because at first glance and first reading, it might seem that God, boy, God is a tough, hateful, angry God. I mean, 
because they were somewhat human and they and they had this situation where they didn't give everything that was worthy of death and i can i can just imagine people going you know, that that seems like a hard god and if that's the kind of god that that you're talking about i don't want any part of that kind of god that's an awful god that's an unloving god that's an uns- a, a non-sympathetic god and i get all that and if you read it it does sort of seem like a very cold-hearted story but let's back up a little bit and just look at it at a little broader scale now Again, we can argue the nuances and the historicity of the story itself, and by all means, that could be fun. But I want to look at it in a little bit more of a spiritual, broader stroke, if I can, because this is what has happened contextually in the text. And I want you to see that all of this stuff that they were doing, the response of the people was being directed and driven by their response to God. The amazing experience they had at God moving and God healing and God doing all these wonderful things, they wanted to respond openly and outwardly. And I think a part of Ananias and Sapphira probably did too, but yet, they weren't willing or able, whatever, to make the full commitment. And as I think about this, I sort of think about the fact that they wanted to be perceived as followers, true, dedicated, loyal followers. But yet, inside of them, they were just perhaps playing the part. They weren't fully committed to God. They weren't dedicated completely to the message and the movement of God in that place at that time. But part of them wanted to be part. Part of them wanted to look the part. Part of them wanted to get a slap on the back and say, thank you for bringing these wonderful gifts to be shared. And yet the truth was they held some of it back. So as I think about that, and I I resonate on this story, and and I think, God, you know, this is an awful, awful story in a lot of ways, God. You know... I know in my life, God, I haven't given you my all. I haven't given you everything. And why am I not dead? Why why are they dead and I'm not dead, right? But the one thing that I have derived from this story is the act of pretense. I, I go back to this idea that they wanted people to see their work. They wanted people to see their dedication. They wanted people to see their act of benevolence. But when the truth be told, the number one was themselves. And so I bring that to the contemporary time. And I think how many times people in the church today want to look the part 
want to say the right words, the Christianese, if you will. They want people to think that they are almighty and wonderful Christians. They want to dress the way that they should. They want to be perceived as mighty followers of Jesus. And yet, for many people, inside, where it counts, where sometimes only God, like in this case, truly knows the truth, there is the admission that much of it is a pretense. I would rather be with people that don't look like me, talk like me, act like me, even sometimes think like me, or whatever. I would rather be around people like that, who in their own way, love Jesus, trust God, and do their best to listen to the Holy Spirit of God. I would much rather be with those people than those people who wear the suit, speak the words, make elaborate prayers, and on the surface look very good. And yet, in many ways, do not have a heart for people, a love for their well-being, and ultimately a dedication to Jesus himself. What about you? What attracts you? And may I just cast this question to all of us, including myself. Am I doing better at playing the part of a follower of Jesus? Or am I doing better at actually following Jesus? Ouch. I don't know about you, but that's something I need to think about for a while. May God bless you, my friend. Heal those hurts, move those mountains, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.